there. Welcome to Simple Acts Big Impact, celebrating teen changemakers. I'm your host, Natalie Silverstein. I'm an author, philanthropist, and passionate advocate for family and youth service. On this short weekly pod, I have the honor of meeting tweens, teens, and young adults who are volunteers, advocates, nonprofit founders, activists, and fundraisers. My goal is to celebrate and amplify these big-hearted people and the work they're doing, and to inspire you all, no matter your age, to find your purpose and passion through meaningful service to others. I firmly believe, and these conversations will convince you, that every person can make a difference, one simple act at a time. October is National Book Month, and I'm delighted to share this conversation with 16-year-old Natasha, the founder of Believe in Books, to raise awareness around the importance of books and reading in the lives of children. During the pandemic, reading was an important outlet for Natasha and so many others. Though she couldn't travel, she could visit anywhere in the world through a great book. But she quickly realized that many children don't have access to books in their daily lives. Inspired to make a change in her community, she started Believe in Books as an 8th grader in 2021. So far, Natasha has collected and distributed over 75,000 books and has set a new, very impressive goal of donating 100,000 books by the time she graduates from high school. Welcome back, everybody. I'm excited to introduce you to Natasha. Hey, Natasha, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us today. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell us all about organization and, you know, but start with where you go to school and how old you are and all that good stuff. Okay. Thank you. Hi, I'm Natasha. I'm 16 years old and I'm about to be a junior at Canterbury School in Fort Myers. And I am the founder of Believe in Books nonprofit organization. And Believe in Books' mission is to distribute books to underserved children in the community through book drives. So how did this get started? When did you start doing this and why? Tell us everything. So during the COVID-19 pandemic, reading became a much larger part of my everyday life and I couldn't physically travel. But I noticed that my mind could really go anywhere through a great book and it became an outlet. And concurrently during this time, I also started seeing on the news that other children did not have access to online school or any um, outlet for reading. So that's what really caused me to want to give back to my community. But the organization, after much brainstorming, our first book drive took place in April of 2021. Awesome. And how do you conduct the book drives? Like, where do you hold them and how do you market them? And then where do the books go specifically? Do you have partners in the community? How does it all work? So I think we currently have about 18 community partners that are also the recipients for our books. But the process basically from start to finish, I can explain a little more about it. So we start by contacting Well, most of our book drives that are the most successful are held in schools. So we'll contact the school and then we can set up a student ambassador to kind of vouch for the book drive and explain the cause. And they also put drop boxes around the campus. And then there's a two week window, usually give or take, where students, faculty, parents bring in the books. And then afterwards, I go into the school and I we our team like recruits some of the volunteers from local colleges and we sort pack and box the books so that they can be delivered accordingly amazing and how often do you do this is it kind of once a year for each community partner or what's the frequency 
Right. So many of our community partners have now, after they've done their first book drive, signed on to become annual, which is really great. Um, so yes, if it's a school, then usually they do it once a year. But if it's a small business, sometimes it'll just take place once or that can go as well for an individual who's hosting a book drive in their community. No, that's fantastic. And, you know, um, what's so important about this work is that, as we know, if children don't have books in the home, they, you know, it, the literacy issues, they say it's just the existence of books. It's not even so much whether you are reading to children. It's just the ability to see and feel and touch and, and play with and, and be around books. Um, and so there are a few efforts here in New York City that are trying to make sure that every book has at least one, every home, excuse me, has at least 100 books because they've shown that that really changes the trajectory of a child's literacy and their ability um, to do well in school. So I think this is a really fantastic effort. Do you find any challenges in this work? Like, um, have you have you reached any roadblocks and any problems and, and how have you overcome them? That's a great question. I think, I don't know if I would consider it a roadblock, but just sometimes not having people at my high school who are available at that at the time of like a packing session but that's where um, our volunteer network really comes in handy and we have a local university florida gulf coast university and those students have been instrumental in delivering the books and helping at these sessions so i think that's really great to fall back on when we need it absolutely and tell me more about that so how do you recruit those volunteers so the university has kind of a volunteer portal, it's a website, and we can go list an opportunity for service on their website and then the students will reach out to us. That's great. Well, and college students are the best people to do this kind of stuff. You know, they're, they're exactly. always looking to get out of do their schoolwork and, and do something fun. And that's amazing. And you can get a bunch of guys to like lift the boxes and, you know, all of that good stuff. Well, that's amazing. So what are your plans for the future here? Do you hope to kind of expand this to more community partners? I mean, this, you know, the sky is kind of the limit on this. You know, there there are no, there, there are so many organizations that, that need books, schools, under-resourced schools libraries, boys and girls clubs, foster care, you know, there are so many kids that need books. And and unfortunately, um, I just don't think that, that it's a real priority. Um, you know, and also very often people don't think about taking books out of their own library that their children are no longer reading, right? It's This is a wonderful way to, you know, reduce and reuse and recycle these beautiful books. So what are your thoughts on maybe kind of scaling this and making it go even further? For sure. So right now, I believe that we've collected and distributed over 75,000 books as we hit the two-year mark. (laughs) And so our next big um, kind of goal is to expand through chapters. We currently have six chapters, four in Florida and two in New Jersey. But we really encourage everyone to help get involved because it's really important to know that the sky's the limit, like you said on this. And someone can host a book drive anywhere no matter how many books come in, we're happy. So I think our biggest organization is, I mean, our biggest mission is to expand the organization across the country now. Wow. And that's an an amazing idea. So tell me more about the chapters. So you're in Florida. How did you find someone in New Jersey that was interested in doing this? So we know someone in New Jersey who was looking to get involved. And that's what's so great about having like a network of volunteers. They're able to reach out to community partners 
in their area. And that way, none of the books, you know, came to Florida. They were able to conduct the book drive from start to finish. But the way we create chapters is also finding organizations that are serving these vulnerable kids in other areas. Absolutely. I think the chapter model is fantastic because it's just finding other kids like you to do this locally. And you raised a really good point that, you know, it's silly to have other folks collecting books and then to have to ship them because now we're now the the money and the cost and the, you know, the effect on the environment of of shipping books. It seems sort of silly. Um, It really needs to be kind of a a hyper local um, activity. If folks reach out to you on your or social media or on, do you have a website? Yes, we do have a web- website. It's The URL is www.believeletternbooks.org and we have that same username on, I believe, Instagram, Facebook, and I think Twitter as well. But one thing is just there are shelters or early learning centers, hospitals everywhere that would love to have books wherever you are. Absolutely. I was just going to say, in terms of your website, is there a way for folks to go online and reach out to you and say, we want to start a chapter in our area? There is. So on our website, there's there are many like tabs and one is contact us and you can call us, email us, leave a message, anything you, whatever works best. And then there's also um, a way to shop books or make a donation if that's easier at the moment. We have bundles of books. We have another tab for that. And so, for example, like you can buy 25 books for $50, one book for $3. So the sky's the limit as to how you can get involved and help as well. That's amazing. And did you work with a book distributor in terms of doing those bundles? Because that seems like a really good price, too. And I think that that's really smart because sometimes people want to donate and want to be involved in the, the effort, but they don't have children's books lying around or their kids are grown or whatever. So did you work with a book distributor for that? Yes, so we do have literacy partnerships with, I believe, First Book and Scholastic. So because our mission is directly tied to books, they're able to help us get discounted rates on reading materials and they understand kind of the purpose we're serving. So even if you don't have kids or you don't have many books around, there's always, you know, these bundles to get involved with. What a fantastic, Natasha, this is all so great. It's so Thank well you thought so out. You, you covered all of your bases. You know, it's just really wonderful. Like you've really figured out how to make this super hyper local, super impactful, working with partner organizations in your community, making sure that the books actually get to the kids who need them, providing an opportunity for folks to buy books if they don't want to collect them. You know, you have to sort of see all of the different op- opportunities and put stuff in place to make it super easy. And then people will actually participate and you can make more of an impact. Well, this is all fantastic. Why don't you remind us one more time where to reach you guys on Instagram and um, your website? Yes. So you can reach us at Believe and Books on Instagram and Facebook and the same thing, but it's just a link um, www.believeandbooks.org on the website. Well, Natasha, thank you so much for sharing this story with me. I cannot wait to share it with everybody in the fall, which is a great time to get started on your, you know, sorting through your home library and figuring out ways to donate your books. For sure. It's always good for some cleaning. Yeah, absolutely. And at the start of the school year, when people have a lot of book fairs in their schools and stuff, like what a wonderful opportunity to really pay it forward and to make sure that everyone has books available to them. Well, thank you so much. We're wishing, wishing you the best of luck. Thank you for having me. This was so great. A pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard today, please follow, rate, and review. These things really matter. 
And if you know a tween or a teen who is doing great things in his, her, or their community, send them my way. I'd love to meet them and share their stories with a world that could really use a dose of inspiration right about now. You can get in touch with me through my website, simpleactsguide.com. Until next time, remember to keep eyes, ears, hearts, and minds open to the needs of others. And always, be kind.